Welcome to another episode of Long Distance Short, GiftBasketsOverseas.com's podcast where we talk to real people about the triumphs and tribulations in all kinds of long-distance relationships. Your host is Allie Winters, an international gift consultant who's found success in her own long-distance romances and friendships. And here's today's topic, One Immigrant's Journey Across the World in an LDR. Verunda and Yatharik are a happy couple who found a peaceful nest and lived together after an exhausting LDR journey. Originally from India, now they live together in Canada. They've successfully migrated. However, they had to go through a lot of difficulties on their way. Ali is going to talk about what they faced and get their tips for surviving such hurdles. Let's jump right in, Ali. Hi, dear. My name is Ali, and this is your favorite long-distance relationship podcast, Long Distance Short. Today, our guests Avrunda and Yathars, who came here to share their experience in an LDR. Hi, Runda. Hi, Yathars. How are you? We are good. good. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for asking. So, Runda, Yathars, of course, before the exciting or maybe terrifying and horrifying story about your migration, your actual uh, love story happened. That's how you met, that's how you started dating and so on and so forth. So can you give us the understanding how it all started and also continued? Oh, yes. So actually, Yatharth was my senior in school, but we never had any sort of interactions or in fact, I didn't even see him. He thinks that he saw me, but I didn't see him. So years later, we I went to his place to collect some admission materials and all that. And few years passed by, but we were not in touch. And then when I was genuinely looking for a partner, we got in touch again. I think I have sort of manifested him. And uh, the day we got in touch after eight years, I was very sure that he's the guy that I wanted to get married to. So how many uh, years ago did you meet? I met him four years ago, accidentally at uh, one of our school reunion. Mm-hmm. When I first met her in 2016, it, it was like a flashback for me going back to 20, 2008 at that time. Uh, but I, but I, I, I remember, uh, you know, uh, having a couple of glances here and there. That's when I spotted her in school. And then we just interacted here and there over social media during those eight years till 2016. And then when in 2016, we met in person. So it was like a very, very, you know, fast time-lapse journey. Okay. And this, that's interesting. So basically you started your relationship not being on long distance, but kind of on short distance. And then you separated. So, I mean, the first time I interacted with him after like so many years was on social media. And back then he was in some other state and I was in some other state. Yeah, so initially when we started our conversation, it was on social media. And uh, how long was it, it? It was for, I think, two months. We had conversations on social media, on WhatsApp, etc. etc. And then this reunion happened at school. We started talking more on the phone. We started meeting as much as possible because I was working in another province at that time back in India. And uh, I was not in my home province. 
So basically, Runda and myself are from the same province. But back then in 2016, I was working uh, for work. I was in another province. And so whenever I used to fly down to, you know, my home province, we used to meet more frequently. So, yeah, we started to know each other in more detail. And then we found out that we really share same views about life. And and that's when we thought that, yeah, we should take this relationship forward. And probably, uh, yeah, and once we started knowing each other more, we thought of getting married because both of us were at that time looking for, genuinely looking for partners of sim- who had similar worldviews. Okay, and did you think about uh, living in India initially? Uh, no, because, I mean, yes, yes and no, because uh, I didn't ever plan, I mean, you know, actively plan to immigrate to Canada. But um, it was just, you know, after almost one hour of our, one, one year, sorry, one year of our um, relationship that we got engaged. And it was, it was so funny here that the day we got engaged, I received, you know, invitation from, from Canada to apply for the permanent residency. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was on the same, the very same day. So it was like destined to happen probably the time we, you know, took that turn and making our relationship more serious. And and, uh, and your friends and family, how did they react to your moving abroad? Basically, I don't know, like more than thousand kilometers away, I think. Oh yeah, it is. It's absolutely yeah. yeah. In fact, more than ten thousand kilometers away, and it's like a twenty-seven to twenty-eight hour long flight time. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. So initially, yeah, I mean, uh, because my parents were really looking forward to uh, me going immigrating, but uh, none of us were like really passionately like just behind it and waiting for invitation from Canada to open. So yeah, we were pretty excited. They were pretty excited, happy at the same time because Brunda was not so much keen on moving to another province, uh, to another country. Runda, why did you uh, want to stay? I mean, it never really occurred to me that I should move out of my country. A, I was very happy and I'm like my father's daughter. I wanted to be in proximity with my dad. In fact, it's like what you resist persists. I have resisted the idea of moving out all my life. The same thing happened with me. A, I was very comfortable with my career graph in India. Mm-hmm. I was very comfortable in my cocoon. <laughs> uh, in your comfort zone, let's say. yeah. Completely in my comfort zone. And uh, secondly, my dad was diagnosed with a severe medical illness and I wanted to be close to him. So it was very dreadful actually when he first told me that, okay, Canadian government has given us this invitation to apply. I... I, I really cried actually instead of being happy or overjoyed about it. Okay, and did you at that point of time think of moving to Canada too? Or did you persuade him not to go or how was it? Well, I did try to pursue him, but not, I didn't go above and beyond. But I think he's a man full of patience and he did try to cope with my vulnerable behavior in those times he still does <laughs> well all, all men have to do it <laughs> okay yeah. so basically you've both decided that was the final decision but of course as i, I mean i also wanted to be a partner 
who supported her partner like i could have gone abroad and i could have had a great living but you didn't support me because if i expect support i have to give support and i think that has been very difficult for me okay was it sure that yasars will go to canada well was it 100% or there was the it, it was 100% mm-hmm. okay but it didn't mean that it will work with you 100% did you have the plan b no uh, we didn't have the plan b all right so how was it how was this process was it going really smoothly or it didn't it didn't in fact after we got engaged we faced two dreadful medical emergencies and that made really that was very difficult phase for us because on one hand i was running from one hospital to another in fact my entire family including his family we were occupied with hospitals oh, and uh, in between he had to come to canada sing you know all by himself because he had to finish some initial formalities oh yeah mm-hmm. so i was really lost i mean i was really devastated because we were like two months away from our wedding and uh, absolutely nothing was going right and you know from the day we got engaged to the day we got married that phase was every bit of a nightmare i mean the worst of my nightmares came true in between and for some days yatharth had to be in canada and i think that was the phase when it got worse uh, what helped you to uh, to go through it how did you cope with that I think a I was really looking forward to my wedding like you know how indian weddings are they are very royal and all the nitty gritties of uh, wedding it kept me going that what will be the food how will i dress up and the support by both the families i think my in-laws really supported me very much in that process when i was dealing with this they were there they were equally excited they were also in the hospital with us and they were also designing our wedding cards <laughs> so cute <laughs> yeah so a lot of things were happening parallelly and when he came to canada for the first time we were in different time zones how many hours uh, were be- between you and yatars uh, 13 hours no, away no, it's, it's it's like 10 hours yeah okay 10 hours i exaggerated 10 hours oh my god <laughs> yeah. i had i had 7 and sex uh, with yoshiki when he was in japan uh, so I, i i can imagine that because when it's 4 pm here he has already going to sleep <laughs> yeah it was definitely difficult and uh, i would say you only get a certain time window and then you also have your daily course to finish and i was here for the first time and i had tasks to do uh, you know initial settling and uh, you know searching for a job at the same time and then she also had um, you know her job over there uh, so i think we still set aside time and you know there were some days when we were not able to talk but i think most of the days we were able to manage at least one hour in the morning and one hour in the evenings evenings was usually a little longer because then mm-hmm. i could stretch my you know sleeping time a little uh, so but it was indeed challenging How long did you have to live like that? I think it sh- it was around um 15 months. 15 months. So it's about like a year and a half around that. Oh, yeah, almost around that much time. 
did you have the idea that you want to kind of give up like at some point of time you had this thought did you have it i think the thought of giving up never came but uh, yeah but we definitely felt a little frustrated at how the situation had had it evolved in the last few months that we had started you know our relationship but we always held on to each other very tightly our motto was every day we wanted to love each other more than we loved each other yesterday so it it just had to increase regardless of what the situation was that sounds like a quote <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as composed as he is like he can maintain his calm in even the worst situations but i'm very vulnerable i was also trying to adjust to his family there are two different you know cultures when you go from one family to another you didn't know them before and the person who introduced you to them he was not there so i can say that when you say different in two families it's like the way you are brought up and the way your parents have been dealing with you from the time you were young and from the time you get married right you have seen your family behave in a certain way your family act in a certain way and mm-hmm. you yourself have inculcated those type of uh, behaviors in yourself and then you move to another family wherein those obviously are not going to be the behaviors are not going to be the same that you have seen or you have uh, learned right and these may be for the good or for the bad but they are there ought to be different so it's about the adjustment of two different uh behavioral sets of the family of the boy and the boy himself and the family of the girl and the girl herself how did you manage that i think this is a very tricky question once you get married you have to give a uh, marriage a period of say 2 3 years to get used to everyone in your new house because relationships are different when you are in relationship you are by yourself so you are independent you are just managing your partner but once you get married you are like managing everybody <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah because there are a lot of members involved in marriage so this is why i always tell people wedding is different and marriage is different you know as girls we are very excited for our weddings that we will buy this dress and will wear this makeup but that's just last wedding just last for a day and marriage is a lifelong affair that's when the difficulty starts to pitch in so do you really think that marriage helps to go through all this long distance relationship challenges like migration in my case i can say that 110 percentage because long distance did turn out to be a difficult task so because i knew that i i am in an institution of marriage i have to make it work like i mean the pressure the inner consigns because also everybody is involved so you tend to convince yourself that okay you have to make it work because now it's official now he is your husband you uh-huh. cannot back out and now a few words for our sponsors the international gift delivery company giftbaskets.overseas.com Sometimes a gift makes all the difference. Take the time to tell grandma to get well soon. Surprise the love of your life with a timeless keepsake. Thank your office friends for their hard work. No matter where they are in the world, you can spoil them from one place. 
giftbasketsoverseas.com. We make international gift delivery easy for you. Okay, and you married, and then this process of migration started, yes? Yes. For this uh, one year and a half, basically, for 15 months, you just tried to get a visa, yeah, by, by all means. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I did everything to get visa soon, but my visitor visa applications, they were also rejected. I did it twice. So for and the third time, you managed? Yeah. So for the third time, I applied for my permanent residency. If you had uh, the possibility to, I don't know, to turn back time, would you have changed anything? Uh, maybe something that would help you to cope with everything better? Yeah, I think I was way too reluctant to come to Canada. So first of all, I would have changed that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I could have taken advice from someone on long distance relationships before coming. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So what, what you maybe know now that you didn't know earlier? Um, I think uh, it's, it's important that you keep trusting uh the whole uh, relationship idea that that you started on and you have to understand that it is something that takes time and you 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 have to give it time for it to get stronger and you have to keep investing in it to make it stronger so this is something that we learned over time by trial and error method um so i think we could have avoided a couple of fights What kind of investment, by the way, are you talking about? I think our listeners uh, will be, yeah, excited I, to learn. I think you have to learn the art of patience. Like there are times when you feel like bursting out to, you know, to a family member also. You didn't, you were not familiar with the behavior before. You were not familiar with what kind of, you know, situation he or she faced in their lives before that is why they are behaving the way they are and you feel like bursting out but you cannot you have to control your emotions because they are also putting efforts to know you better you are also putting efforts to know them better they are making some errors in between and uh, you have to let things you know, work in their own pace and in their environment. If, I mean, now when I look back, of course, I had my most vulnerable phase or my mood swings were terrible. But if I had lost my cool in some situation, I wouldn't have been able to hold the family as much as I'm able to do it now. Your, the new family also look up to you. I, by any means, you know, consciously or subconsciously do an act which takes him away from his family, then I know that I wouldn't be having the version of him that I am having right now. Yeah, that's very important because even in psychology, there is such a fact that we can look on our loved ones through our past relationships, right? So I really like this advice that we should accept our loved ones the way they are, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If some people are lucky, they can make it work in one year or less. But sometimes if things don't work out, you don't have to get pissed because everybody takes their own time to cope with your behavior also. You have to keep in mind that thing. 
Yeah, and everybody has their own path, right? They have their own way. And uh, what advice would you give maybe for people in the same situations or in the same situation as you've been to go through it a bit easier, a bit faster? I think we are still uh, learning a lot of new things in relationship. But I, you know, we have, we share a mutual diary all together. And there is a lot of old school practice that we practice. Like in my birthday, despite Yatharth being in Canada, he sent me this love letter, which was Aww. very well packaged. Yeah. And it was uh, very well written. So I still have that letter, you know, so you have to jot down things like why you value your partner. You have to take some old school route. My suggestion to anyone, I mean, um, would be that in this relationship that you you are in, whether it's a long distance relationship or any, any sort of uh, relationship wherein you are, you both of, uh, both of you are facing any challenges or fe- feeling stressed out and feel like giving up at times and i'm sure everyone has that phase some have some phase and some have a prolonged phase but what i have realized is that each of you are responsible to not only hang on not only love each other more than yesterday to be committed to love each other more than yesterday but also realize the fact that in this journey each of you is sculpting the opposite person as you go so there are some flaws in me that Vrunda is, you know, you know, knowingly or unknowingly trying to improve in me. And there are some, some flaws in her that I am directly or indirectly trying to improve in her. And together on a daily basis, we are moving towards a better us than we were previously. And that's what builds a stronger relationship every day. So it sounds like you're saying that long-distance relationship and usual relationship, they are kind of uh, really the same, yeah? So they are not really that different. Uh, I would say in long-distance relationship, you get much lesser time to sculpt each other. So firstly, you don't get to meet. That's the biggest challenge. And it makes a, a big difference to actually meet and, you know, sculpt each other and not meet and do it over the phone. And you have to learn the art of, you know, maintaining your calm and peace and still sending that love across over the phone. Uh, so it, uh, you get reduced times, not not only that. So you get, instead of 24 hours, perhaps you get just two hours every day or even less than that sometimes. So the challenge is also lies with the timings. And it is it is a very, very significant factor based on my experience. So, so because the time is some kind of uh, source, yeah? Yeah, um, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really nice. I totally agree with you in this and I do I do hope that also I, I will succeed just as you. <laughs> and you will, you I, will for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I guess we need to make much effort. In the end I I hope everything will be fine, Shirley. And now you're away from your parents and now you're in long distance relationship with your parents, obviously. <laughs> yes? Oh, yes. So that's okay. How do you keep your long distance relationship with them in this way? So for me, I'm, if, if there is one thing that I'm uh, really, really thankful to social media for is that WhatsApp came just in time and video calling came just in time. 
the whatsapp is really helping me being very very close to my parents uh, on a daily basis so regardless of what uh, the day is or what what uh, meetings i have scheduled for the day but i do make it a point to talk to them at least twice a day and so does runda make it a point to talk to them twice a day if we are we're doing separate works she talks to them at separate times so we we call both sides of the parents at least twice a day so i call my in-laws and i call my parents and runda calls my parents and her parents at least twice a day uh, and we so have this these... is your kind of ritual yeah small ritual let's say. <laughs> absolutely it's it's absolutely a daily ritual and if if that ritual is not complete we feel that the day is not over yet and we need to finish that ritual <laughs> all right and how do do they treat it <laughs> my dad is still like you know you don't have to worry about your ticket prices i will do your tickets i'm like i'm not worrying about ticket prices <laughs> I do because if I go to my home right now I'll be very uh, weak and I will probably not come back if I go back now. So there is also one you know medical emergency right now in our family and uh, despite being at our home because thanks to covid-19 we are not able to go and visit you know our parents. of course with the influence of coronavirus right now it makes literally everybody lock in their homes without meeting friends loved ones and we even cannot talk about trips here even this is a trip to our home no way <laughs> so hard times we are having now yeah it's a very difficult time who need us the most right now and i really wish that we were there but we are not able to there is only much that you can do from your phone conversations or telephone conversations especially in such hard times when you have to face hospitals you know that you have to face hospitals soon you feel like being there physically uh, what do you do to be sure that maybe your family is safe yeah how do you keep a warm relationship with them at this hard time uh, when we, the yeah, virus so we spread. try to speak as riyathat said we have our conversations twice a day with them plus we talk a lot of positive talks also we try to convince them that we are doing great because half of the time they are worrying about us <laughs> typical yeah either by speaking or by not speaking by you know making great food also i am showing a message that we are doing great <laughs> Yeah, I understand. And sometimes I mean just saying that all is good and we are safe it it helps right <laughs> to cure all this uh, panic. Yeah, this mental just attacks that you have. Uh, we are also currently going through a tough phase because I am hunting for a job for myself but like yeah. I cannot tell my father every day that hey I'm not getting a job I'm really depressed. He should be happy when he talks to me. I do wish you luck with that and I'm also Thank sure you. that um hard times will pass one day right it it cannot be bad all the time I will also have to struggle basically the same things so I I totally feel you about it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really happy about you because you have each other yeah and I think uh, just to conclude I will also say that if you have a have this practice of writing in your diary like when our relationship was not going that well i used to write in my diary that okay you know as if it 
it is going well and we are doing great in present tense and one day we will be doing this and another day we will be doing that we'll be going to bahamas for example and we'll have <laughs> this yeah so that also helps it's like positive thinking yeah you try to convince yourself that everything is fine but you have to write your positive thinking that's the whole point you cannot just think positive you have to write so that it's like a practice well that's interesting i i will try to do that <laughs> do that you will thank me for it so nice thank you so much for coming and sharing your good vibes all over the world because it's really important right now and uh, the world is not stopping i mean uh, we will go through it and it's just a phase it is just a phase Yeah, and, and imagine in, in 20, 30 years, we will say to our grandchildren, I lived through the coronavirus <laughs> and migration right. and uh, all of this stuff and all is fine. Yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you, Alina. Yeah, you have a good one. And we will be waiting for you on our blog with the new episodes in a month's time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Long Distance Short, giftbasketsoverseas.com's podcast with real people in real long-distance relationships. Make sure to subscribe and keep tuning in for a new episode every month. If you have any questions or ideas for a future podcast, make sure to drop us a line at podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. That's podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com dot com.